Episode of a podcast called Sam and Maggie Hate Glee. Just the and right people for watched, the job. Yeah, that's right. I mean, it's in the title, right? We're technically we're the titular characters of this podcast, so that's, that's fun. Sad. <laughs> I would have written. I would have written better characters. I think if I were the author oh, of this podcast. That's kind of a bummer. Maybe... I don't want to hear you talk so negatively the day before your birthday. You should be brimming with self confidence. No, I maybe some like diverse folks you know as opposed mm, to some white mm, people that yeah. you know glee instead, panders of a, to. instead of annoying white people yeah well at least we're not straight there is that that is true we're, it could be worse it could be worse we could be straight uh, we could also be christian that would that would also ooh, that would that would be ju- oh god just let's, let's, let's alienate let's alienate everyone who probably listens to this it. podcast um, I'm ready. Anyway. <laughs> uh, okay. Like straight people listen to this podcast. It's about glee, Sam. <laughs> yeah. So we watched, uh, we watched season one's episode 19, Dream On. Um, yeah. So this, yeah. this originally aired on May 18th, 2010 with 11.47 million viewers, which is down last week, uh, down from last week's 11.57 million viewers. So we're kind of on a steady decline here um, in this back half of the first season of viewers just kind of dropping off. Uh, I mean, it, uh, I am looking at the Wikipedia article right now. In Australia, this was the highest overnight audience ever for Glee. Wow. So. That's, That's fun. Well, interesting. so far, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's talk about the critical response for this episode, Dream On. It was directed by Joss Whedon, yep. who, as I mentioned last week, is actually a pile of trash disguised as a human being. Oh, okay. But hey, okay. sometimes well, he makes content that nerds yeah. like. Yeah, okay. Here's the thing. Let, let's talk about Joss Whedon for a second. Right yeah. as of this recording, mm-hmm. he hasn't. It hasn't been revealed that he's done anything super heinous yet. No, he has. Oh, um, has he? He cheated on his wife a lot with oh. multiple people. Okay. Uh, he's also written... He wrote a really horrible script for Wonder Woman that was then trashed. Originally, people were like, oh, why did... It must have been because uh, like it was too like feminist for the mainstream <laughs> audience. No, it was just bad. Yeah. It was horrible. Okay. And it featured Wonder Woman being saved by some dude. Like, what the fuck? Mm. Shut up, Joss Whedon. Okay. Also, um... He, uh, he's just, he's not a, yeah. Okay. He's, he's not, he, he's, he has personally described himself quote as a woke bay, which means oh. he, no, yeah. just don't. That's fair. That's okay. Enough. I, I did a cursory scan of his Wikipedia page, mostly looking for mm-hmm, sex mm-hmm. scandals. Um, it doesn't sure. really, it glosses over the cheating. It, it makes it sound more sure. like he's just a workaholic, which I think is how he makes it sound. So that might mm-hmm. be part of it. Okay. Fair enough. He also uh, fired someone from Buffy because they were pregnant. That's fucked up. Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, learned, I learned all of this from uh, what's uh, it was a uh, it's one of those Max Fun podcasts. What's it? What is it? Uh, the Liberal Media Podcasts. That's right. Yeah. Um, here, let me let me find. You okay, prattle on for a second. Yeah. While I find okay. The um, I don't podcast have thing. the critical response up at the moment, but I will. Look. I do. Okay. I I should find it. Um. Here. I can read some of the critical response here. So, I mean, it, 
we it was mentioned last week that most glee episodes get uh you know mixed reviews this one actually had many positive reviews because hey what's up it's a pretty good app yeah uh let's see uh cnn's lisa respers Lisa Respers France uh, described Neil Patrick Harris's Brian Ryan as a character that had it all. Uh, Great timing, great singing, and a crazy chemistry with Jane Lynch's character. Yeah, sure, sure. (laughs) All right. Uh, Time said that the episode was exceptional in ways that went beyond guest appearances. That's nice. That's a nice thing to say. Yeah. Uh, The songs were generally well-liked, which I can only agree with. Um yeah so yeah so let's, pretty sure yeah. that's what musical theater lovers dreams are made of yeah. said the wall street journal oh that's nice there you go and it was on theme so that's good um yeah so let's oh it was oh. it was minority corner okay minority corner talked about joss whedon on their um on their uh 101 episode nice okay so if you want to hear cool some some shiz about joss whedon check out minority corner 101 yeah and you know Shout out to Max Fun. Someday, maybe. I guess, yeah. Um, I mean, it is the podcast network. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so let's talk about this episode. So um, the first thing let's. coming off, let's just, let's just you know, clarify this for everyone who's listening. This is the episode that has Neil Patrick Harris in it. So. It is. It is the episode with Neil Patrick Harris. So if you were wondering when that's coming up, it's right here, everybody. Yeah. Let's, let's do let's it. Let's get into it. Okay. So the recap basically just covers the last episode sort of like last week's recap um covers the last episode and also kurt uh kurt's dad and finn's mom uh carol and bart in their relationship yeah even though it's not really in the episode at all yeah it's it's again similar to last week yeah similar to last week it mostly covers the things were in the last week's episode but doesn't really have any pertinence to this week's episode which is sort of bizarre, right? Well, yeah, it's mostly bizarre because in the past, I feel like the recaps were more centered on here's we're, the things you need to know. We're very tailored. Yeah, they're, they're yeah. like, here are the things you need to know to understand what's going to happen in this episode. And I think now they're more like, oh, you miss, if you missed last week's episode, here's a quick rundown of what happened. It's not important. Just know that it did, I guess. Do you, do you think they're doing it that way because Glee has more of, had more of, more footing now and they expect people to be watching every episode or what i think they were just lazy and they didn't bother trying to uh like i, I Taylor. imagine yeah i imagine take some time a little you know a little writing a, some good writing to get the recap to be good and <laughs> funny and then instead they just trashed it and we're like hey just oh, say what happened last time like this Sam episode and Maggie was do. also written by brad falchuk yeah the, one of the creators of glee I should have mentioned that. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know. Brad usually has some, has at least a good hold on reality. Uh, so that's nice. Yeah. Okay. So after our recap, um, we start in Figgins's office. We've been here before. Yes. Um, it's William in Figgins's office. And we meet right off the bat, uh, Neil Patrick Harris's Mr. Brian Ryan, who... Brian Ryan, uh, who uh, is also McKinley alum. Yes. As many characters are. Uh, and, uh, he was in the Glee Club with Mr. Shoe, actually. Yep. There's a fun Dutch angle, uh, camera into a flashback. Do you want, do you know what a Dutch angle is, Sam? I don't. It's where the camera, it's where the camera goes a little bit sideways. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Cool. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, um, and yeah, it goes into a flashback where Shu Shu voices over talking about how Brian Ryan was um, essentially kind of what we'd imagine today as a bully for Will, except not really in the sense that he dated all the girls Will liked and had um, uh, Will liked slash I said Will thought he had some claim on, and then yeah. he also got all the solos in Glee Club, and Will felt slighted. Well- I think it's also like Will really admired this guy. Yeah. He was like the senior when Will was a freshman. Yeah. Um, and uh, I don't know. Later in the episode, I get the vibe that like Will was like into this into this guy. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, he does ask him he, he to had, get a beer with him. He sort of a crush yeah. on him. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so we in this flashback, we see uh, Will in some... He's got braces. Yes. And his hair is even worse. He's got acne. And it's yeah, we see gross. NPH singing um, "Daydream Believer." Yep, with some uh, blonde-haired woman, uh, and he does some magic where yes. he lights something on fire and it turns into flowers. Yes, and um, <laughs> the fashion is awful. It's very oh, it's 80s. Great. It's it, they're it's all like really really patterned sweaters. <laughs> yeah. Like imagine a patterned sweater. No, it's more patterned than that. It is intense. Yeah, and um, everyone's hairstyles are in in the in the times. Yep. Um, NPH has a mullet yep. for sure. Yeah, it's 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 a well done timepiece. Except the choir room is exactly the same. So yeah, <laughs> that's nice. Um, uh, but yeah, so we got that flashback, and then we find out that. Brian Ryan. Oh, oh there sorry, is a fun line from Brian Lyon. Brian Lyon. Brian <laughs> Ryan here. Well, he is sort of lying. Ooh. Yeah. Brian Ryan is lying. Uh, who, uh, he when he uh, finishes his song, he turns to Will and he's like, what's the problem, Schuster? Cat got your talent? It's yeah. pretty funny. Um, um, it's like a fun bully thing to say. Yeah. And so uh, we, we flash back to the present and we find out that Brian Ryan is here. He's a school board member and he's auditing the arts programs at the school. And yes. he plans to cut the Glee Club. Um, immediately off the bat, my question is, isn't Will paying for the Glee Club? Yeah. I thought Will was paying $60 a month for this club. Did um, did winning sectionals give them an actual Mean that budget? there was a budget? Like, I don't understand. Uh, well, I don't think we're expected to know this kind of background and information because we're the only ones paying attention. <laughs> okay, fair enough. So. But, like, it seems important because Brian Ryan's well, this whole is, thing this is, is... not the this is not the only fucking plot hole in this episode, so... True. Okay, but I just wanted to bring it up because that is my first question is, isn't it's Will playing for, paying for Glee Club? But anyway, um, so yeah, so... Uh, we find out Brian also Brian Ryan talks about yeah. his path from Glee Club because Will is like, "Oh, but you were in cl- in Glee. You loved it." And Brian Ryan says, "Oh, yes, of course. I was the soloist and then I went to King's Island uh to be in a m- musical review and then I did the cruise ship circuit and then I woke woke up on a urine stained mattress in Lima's crack district." Yes. Uh, eventually. Yes. Uh, so we see uh, he had a kind of a tumultuous yeah, well, uh, it, it's, turn of events happened to him. There, there is a fun moment where he says that he came to Jesus. Um, and then it turns out that that's because Jesus is his Honduran. That's his hun- yeah, his Honduran social worker. Yes. And uh, he talks about he is now owns a Hummer, a used Hummer dealership. Yeah. Mentions offhandedly that uh, global warming is just a theory. Yep. And uh, has demanded to talk to the Glee Club. Yeah. Well, Will is like, I don't want you to do that. Yes. I'm, no. 
Yeah, so before we... Yeah, so he says that, um, but then Figgins kind of pushes on it and says, you have to let him do this. Um, before Just let we, him talk to the children, Will. Before we do that, though, uh, there is a flash where Brian Ryan tells us that he's formed a Glee conversion therapy session um, where uh, yes. he... he meets with people who were formerly in Glee Club and they talk about how Glee Club ruined their lives. Uh, Brenda Castle yes, makes so, a triumphant yeah, return. Mo- Molly Shannon as Brenda nope. Castle makes an yeah. appearance again. Yep. She uh, says that it's 42 days since she sang a show tune. Um, uh, and yep. then she talks about how she started huffing glue. Yes. There, there you go. And then also we had the um, the dude, the male uh, uh, well, news uh, reporter his, guy. The ma- the name of the actor yeah. is John Michael Higgins. Okay. He is a a famous character actor. He's been in many things and he's a very he's very good. Well, the the main one I wanted to bring up is that he was in Pitch Perfect. He was the um other yep. reporter uh, alongside Elizabeth Banks. Well, he's he's so. John Michael Higgins, so he's right. been in a lot of things. Yeah, but uh there is a fun um he, I, I said there was a good moral from his story about the whole mm-hmm. like singing it mentality when he talks about how his father, yeah. his relationship with his father got very strained after he tried to put on a musical about his father's prostate cancer, um, yeah. which is unfortunate. But it, I, I they, just think it's funny. They, uh, Brian Ryan closes the group meeting by saying, show choir kills. Yes. <laughs> and then we flash back to the present where Figgins has con- is uh, forcing Will to let him talk to the kids. Yep. And so then he he, yep. he describes it as let him contribute to the marketplace of ideas. Yep. Then we flash to Brian Ryan in the choir room. He's talking to the new directions, except Will introduces him by telling them to listen critically. Yes. It seems like a really um smart I mean like I don't know, we understand like I can understand kind of this mentality yeah. but like it's a poor teacher thing to do, I guess, where it's like and like we don't have any evidence that I mean, I guess he did say, Brian Ryan did say that he was going to cut the Glee Club's funding. Mm-hmm. But, like, it just seems he like... He also yeah. said that global warming's a theory. Yeah, that's and true. As, yeah. As, a, as a cogent adult, I would not let him talk to teenagers. I guess that's fair. I mean, it just, it doesn't seem... I don't think we've ever had Will introduce anyone else and say, like... That's true. Think critically, yeah, so... Yeah, he definitely didn't say that about um about April Rhodes, huh? Which, which she taught them how to shoplift, <laughs> so, I mean... <laughs> And uh, how to get drunk at school. Yeah. But anyway, so, so Brian Ryan speaks to the Glee Club. Um, he tells them to pull out a piece of paper, write down their dreams. Um, we see a couple. Yes. Uh, Rachel writes down she wants to be a huge star. Puck writes down threesome with the number with three. With the number three. Which yep. I've gotten used number to three. saying. Um, and then Quinn writes down no stretch marks, which is pretty funny. Um, yeah, which here's the thing. Uh, she's pretty pregnant. She already has stretch marks. Yeah. Come on. Um, but then uh, uh, Brian Ryan... Uh, points out that uh Shu failed in his dreams and that all of the Glee Club kids are also going to fail in their dreams and makes yes, them he, crumple up their he pulls yeah. he pulls Artie's out from under him and crumples it up, throws it in the trash, uh and tells them that showbiz dreams are garbage. Yep. There you go. Yeah. And that, then we get yeah. the Glee title card. Well, Tina cries specifically. We need to point okay. out Tina does cry before this happens because she like takes it personally and like argues with Brian Ryan. <laughs> about this mm-hmm. yeah um nobody else does but just her but she cries specifically yeah and then Glee next title scene card. uh it's uh tardy in the library that's tina and artie yeah uh, they're one of the main plot lines this episode uh artie is getting a book on film it's goddard on goddard which is a Fren- <laughs> french film yes some french film bullshit 
Uh, and Artie's talking about how uh, he wants to pursue his dreams and that maybe he needs to turn to like behind the camera or whatever. Yeah. Um, sure. Yeah. So well, that, I had a question about that. So like, why do yeah. you think they all seem to believe Brian Ryan? Because everyone comes know. away from this being like, oh, he's right. Our dreams are garbage. We're never going to achieve them. And I'm like, why do you believe him? Like, maybe he's he's just like a forceful presence. Yeah, I guess that's true. I think true. if Neil Patrick Harris said something to me, I would probably believe him. Yeah. I don't you know. You know, in all those Heineken ads, he talks about what a great beer Heineken is. And, and that's I all you drink. Him. That's You drink a <laughs> Heineken every day. That's not true. I'm actually drinking some sparkling white wine from Trader Joe's. I can't remember the brand, but there you go. A Heineken a day keeps the doctor There's ice day. in it. Oh, okay. I just shook my ice next to the mic. You're Good. welcome, everybody. Some people hate that noise. Did you know? <laughs> I actually, not me specifically, but I know some people that like, you know that movie ad that they play before the movies where it like the popcorn oh, with, fills up and then the yeah. ice. Like I know some people that get personally like, sh- like attacked when that sure. noise it's, happens. It's like so. their anti-ASMR. I gotcha. Yes. Yeah. Anyway. I um, don't know, man. I'm, I'm a big fan of ice and ice water. So, um. You like the clink? Yeah, the the clinking noise just just makes my mouth water. Yeah, uh, you're like yeah. a you're like a what, dog. What are you drinking, Sam? Pep What's Lopen your? Uh... Oh, um, I'm drinking a Happy Camper IPA with a big oh. Zia symbol on it. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, some New Mexican pride. Yes. Um, also, because I haven't drank anything in a while, so I figured some mm. beer would you know loosen me up, get me over the podcast, loosen you up for the for the app. So that way we can uh, yeah. talk about something that's not in the episode for a good five minutes instead of. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so they're talking about Artie being into film and like wanting to, and I mean Artie's already done uh, like these video projects before. Yeah. He did run Joey Run, and he's which in the truly AV club, was yeah. a triumph. True. of cinema, a masterpiece. Uh-huh. Honestly, yeah, it's he can only go downhill from here. Um, but uh, yeah, so then uh, Tina, they discuss it. Tina, Tina talks. Tina, oh yeah, go for it. Tina, um sort of calls Artie out because she snooped hard. It was uncool what she did. Yeah. So so she asked Artie what he wrote down for his dream. Um, and he tells her something and she says, why are you lying no, to me? She, it, oh yeah. What he he's, she's like, Oh, did, did you write down about like being um, like a director or doing film for your dream? And he was like, yeah, that's what I wrote. And she's like, why are you lying? <laughs> and it turns out that she dug through the trash to find Artie's crumpled up dream paper where he had written dancer. Yes. Um and so Ugh. yeah, and so uh it's rough. It's a it's a rough thing because with some of the other people, like with some of the other people's dreams, like we know like, you know, Rachel, huge star, you know, those types of things were like, oh, like, you know, you could get there. Like well, it's a yeah, possibility. I mean, for, for Rachel, for Rachel, it's an inevitable. It's well, yeah, um, we're about to talk about that. But so. um, but for for Artie, this idea of being a dancer, yeah, is, yeah. But so that's it's kind of yeah, it's kind of a far-reaching dream. Yeah, and uh, that's what this whole plot line is about. So yes. here we go. Um, so the the int- so then Tina says, um, Shu didn't give us an assignment for the week because he's too concerned with Brian Ryan. So how about we do our own thing? And we're going to do a dance number together. Yeah, which sounds very sweet. Yeah. Um, then we yeah. we jump to the ballet room, which is apparently at McKinley. Yes, because they walk out a Love door. It. They walk out a door in the 
in the titular hallway, the one that we come back to time and time again, and it's from the ballet why, studio. Why does this fucking high school have a ballet studio? I don't know. Why aren't the other ballerinas in anything? Br- bring it up. <sighs> bring it up with Sue Sylvester, because Ma- I'm sure maybe, she would have a lot to talk about. Oh, maybe, uh, maybe the other ballerinas are Cheerios. Yeah. I wouldn't that doubt could be it. it. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, yeah, so Rachel was practicing a ballet piece from Oklahoma. Um, I think it's yes. Lori's dream sequence. It's, yeah, it's the it's the dream sequence with Curly. Yeah. Um, because she likes to practice the roles that she dreams of eventually getting. Yeah. Uh, she likes to sing. Um, Don't cry for me, Argentina, because she wants to play Evita. Yeah. And and uh, the other, then, of course, is Funny Girl, which we've already Funny Girl yep. because of. Of course. Yes. Like, it's yes. not even, of course. Yeah. Jesse, um, yeah. on hearing this, it is like, yeah, dude, those aren't dreams. It's never, it's a inevitability, which damn, yeah. that is, that's a good the line. Thing to, it is the thing to say to get in Rachel Berry's pants. Yes. Like, yeah. He, he wow. explains, he explains that they're not dreams if they're going to happen. So, um, so then he says, and Rachel is just like, um, let me fall into your arms, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, they they do actually have a very cute hug, and then they move into they the hallway um, from the ballet studio. So we do find out that this does mm-hmm. actually exist. Um, and then Jesse pushes Rachel to identifying a yes. real dream, which is they, to yes. find they her be- mom. They they begin discussing dreams, um, and yeah, and Rachel brings up her mom and how she wants to know her who her birth mother is. Yes, she's never brought this up to her dad because she doesn't want them to feel sad. Yeah. Yeah, yada yada yada. Um, and uh, Jesse is like, "Oh, I can help you do that. I came back to this school to fulfill, to win a national title, and to fulfill all your dreams." Yes. Um, <laughs> and Rachel's just like, "All right, sure, that sounds good." <laughs> yeah. Um. So that's that's going to be our second plot line of the episode is that Jesse and Rachel are going to learn yes, more about Saint- Rachel's mom. Their their couple name is Saint Barry. Okay. I was I tried to figure it out cuz I wrote down Jesschel and it no, just no, no, does no, not no, roll no. off the that's, tongue. That's bad. So, um, but so, Saint Barry. Uh let's move to the next scene. Uh we get to a dance practice which is Tina tap dancing with Artie having um tap wheels. Tap wheels. Uh and they're dancing to a boombox which is doing some kind of like old-timey like tap music. Tappy tappy yeah. music. Um uh Artie gets frustrated talks about how his tap wheels aren't good and so then he uh reveals that he's rece- he's taken um a couple braces from a kid that borrowed. has or borrowed sorry well yeah borrowed a couple braces from a kid that has cerebral palsy um so that way he can try to actually dance um by you know getting up out of the chair uh and so tina helps him with this tina's very you know cautious about it. she's like hey you sure about this and he's like yeah totally and so then they try to do it and then he takes a couple steps with them and then falls on his face um where he uh yeah. and then he has kind of a breakdown while yes. he's lying on the floor and it's just like get out of here yeah. and tina's like all right uh, yeah. do you want me to move your chair over yeah he oh god he blames tina he says that she's the reason that he's like she you pushed shouldn't him have too made hard. me do this yeah and then um, Yikes. he makes a terrible face um, and he starts crying. It's it's pretty upsetting. I'm not going to lie. I I don't yeah. like this plot line at all. So anyway. It sucks. Yeah. Uh, then we see Brian Ryan and Mr. Shu uh, discussing 
more about the Glee Club and all this stuff, and Mr. Shu asks him for drinks. Yes. So this is in the home ec room. Uh, Brian Ryan is yeah. taking stock, supposedly. He may, he has a nice line about how you can't feed a child sheet music. Or, well, you can, but you can, not for long. <laughs> not for long. It would die. Um, and then... I, but that's the that's the whole bit. It's short. Yeah. Well, so here's the thing, though. I want to talk about this because um, sure. Go Will, for it. Will's wardrobe in this episode is horrendous. Are you talking about his sweater vest? No. I'm talking about the fact that he's wearing his button-down shirt with, like, yeah. five buttons open in well, every scene. He's a, he's a gross man. Like, what do you want? It, it hasn't happened before. Right? Like, this is... I feel like this isn't I feel like it has when he's trying to seduce people. Okay. There's that, there's that one where he... There's that one episode where he sings, Tell Me Something Good to Sue. And he definitely has at least five buttons unbuttoned. Okay. Well, then maybe it just sure adds you can, to... You could peep some chest hair. Yeah. Maybe, maybe this adds to your theory, then, that he's trying to seduce Brian Ryan, in a sense, because... I think he is. Yeah. Because, like, this, this scene and then a later scene, it was incredibly prominent that he was wearing very low v's and like had Mm -hmm. like a ton of chest hair showing so i mean it's kind of will's go-to to to solve problems with his sexuality think about it (laughs) fair enough okay so next uh next scene i titled mom squad because jesse is or sorry rachel's telling jesse about how she found her mom she has come up with a pretty intricate theory about who her mother is. We find out that Rachel's birthday is December 18th, 1994. I know, What's right? What's up? She's a Sagittarius. Yep. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, she... Uh, I, I wrote that down, too, okay. actually. <laughs> For reals. She's got to be, like, an Aries rising or something. I don't okay. know. Okay. Sure. I I, I don't... I, I want to... Okay. If we get an exact birthday... Birth like time i will be doing a star chart for rachel barry i gotta know <laughs> i gotta know uh but yeah anyway she presents her theory to jesse about how her mom is patty lapone yes uh, the famed broadway star well it's great because she she the best part is the we timing get a, does work yeah we, we get a montage where she explains how the timing lines up um she's uh she's checking like those old timey like newspaper yeah um, the microfiche what microfiche yeah yeah and it's great because during this entire monologue uh we get a voiceover from rachel about what she's finding out and it's every every reference to patty lapone is like a loving mother which i think is is very good um and then i mean i would want patty lapone to be my mom yeah can patty lapone be my mom well does the timing line up it sounds like it might um it could yeah well she was in ohio Oh then right! Not oops! Not New Mexico. It doesn't. Yeah. Work. Okay. But so, um, but so we get back to the present. Jesse shoots this down, of course, because we know. That- and then she's like, "Do you want to hear my theory about Bernadette Peters?" <laughs> yeah, I love. I love the fact that yeah, she. So she's got more than one. Yeah. She's got more than one like Manila folder that she's carrying around. So so we know, uh, she yeah. there's an offhand moment where she calls Quinn a teenage trollop. Yes. Here. I, I thought yes. I would mention uh, because she she doesn't want her mother to be a teenage trollop or. Um, something else unsavory. Uh, uh. Yeah, something unsavory, like an old woman or something, or a teenage yeah. trollop like Quinn. Um, yeah, it's not good. But uh, then it's like, damn, Rachel, that's <laughs> some like harsh feelings you're harboring. Oof. I mean, Quinn was r- awful maybe to her before. Maybe right? it's yeah. because she, uh, yeah, Quinn's been mean, and she. Uh, Quinn broke Finn's heart, and Rachel has a soft spot for Finn. Yeah, Maybe that's, that's true. where it all 
Yeah, but uh, so... And then uh, they discuss uh, uh, the Rachel Berry Basement Museum. Yes. Which is in her home because her dads have collected basically every single thing from her life and kept it in their basement. Yes. Um, so, yeah, and, they're going to start a CSI-level uh, investigation in the Rachel Berry yeah, Museum. Yeah, they're going to... St. Barry is going to do some investigating, which I would watch the fuck out of a buddy com like a buddy cop show I that wouldn't. was no. uh leah michelle and uh what what's his face what's his jonathan name? groff jonathan groff the issue is i if, feel like the sexual if, tension would just be leah so michelle, palpable in that show if leah michelle was in mindhunter which is the new jonathan groff david fincher show that's on netflix that's pretty all right the sound design is really good uh a uh, fuck that show would be the best yeah it would be a very good it would be not an eight out of ten it or i think i, I think i finally gave it a seven out of ten it would be a nine out of ten if uh leah michelle was in it probably cool so there you go well we don't there's rate my, that show so my hypothetical my hypothetical review of a show that doesn't exist <laughs> thank you let's get to the next scene yeah so the- it's uh brian and ryan yep. and shoe yeah drinking it's some beer it's the bar doing some, yeah broin yeah, Will is lubing up Brian Ryan with some compliments about how he was the best singer in Glee Club or whatever. Um, yeah, he he does that thing, uh, which I don't know. I feel like it has a subtle like queer edge to it to be like, oh, all the all the girls wanted you and all the boys wanted to be you. And yeah. it's like, well, I'm pretty sure you wanted him. Like, yeah, come on. <laughs> um, but yeah, and so. Uh, we get uh, they get to a subject where uh, Will asks Brian about the the girl that got away, and it turns out That's it's right. Terry, of course. Yikes! <laughs> yeah, um, uh, and Will's like, I married her. Yeah, yeah. Which, to be uh, fair, that means that he was inside the person that Brian Ryan wanted, so he was a step closer than. He might That's have thought true. before. Anyway, um, Will says that they he's... Also, oh, yeah, go for it. There's also Dreamweaver playing in the background. I thought <laughs> I'd mention that because, I mean, the episode is called Dream On, right? Sure, yeah. And, well, um, we've talked about before how Glee really loves to kind of focus on a theme. And in this one, it's not quite as horrendous because there are so many songs about dreams. Yes, um no no that's true i and also no we didn't have at any point i mean i guess brian ryan coming up and being like write down your dreams these aren't gonna happen um is kind of like that's that, not but will yeah never that's not wrote, so out of place though yeah that doesn't feel so weird exactly and will didn't like write on the whiteboard dreams dreams <laughs> so <laughs> i feel like we're, it's dreams. a little more natural They're not just something that happens while we're asleep everybody <laughs> the merriam webster dictionary definition of dream <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, but uh, so uh, that's a good observation. I didn't notice that. But um, Will says that music ended his marriage. Um, Yikes. Yeah. <laughs> and um, he also has a line. It's about expressing yourself to yourself, um, mm-hmm. which I think is disgusting. Um, so Brian Ryan sort of breaks down at this point. Yes. Um, he does start weeping and... Uh, is like, yeah, I hate my life. I hate myself. I see Broadway shows secretly. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And he also has a stack of playbills in a box under his, in his basement, I think, like porn. Hidden like porn. Yep. Yeah. Hidden like porn. And then, uh, Will puts on Piano Man on the jukebox. Yeah. And he's like, hey, you, you sang this your senior year. 
all by yourself on stage. Let's sing it together right now. And In Brian public. Ryan is like, oh, oh, I couldn't. I could never do it. And um, Will starts singing. Yep. And uh, w- when the when the old man line yeah. uh, comes in Piano Man, we do get a flash of another bar patron yes. who's, who's just like, don't call me old, old. man. Like, <laughs> yeah. that's the vibe that you're getting from him, of, of him just, like, being like, what the f- Shut up. Well, <laughs> yeah, me he alone. Kinda, he kind of, like, angrily, I'm here to like, drink quietly. He kind of, like, angrily swirls his, what I assume is a gin and tonic based on the lyrics of, of the song. Um, but, yeah, so then Brian Wright joins in. Um, and there's some nice, uh, like... Enthusiastically. Oh, yes. Oh, like, it's, it's Neil Patrick Harris. So, imagine... It is. Imagine exactly what you'd think would happen. Um, and <laughs> it's, uh... Will harmonizes a little bit with him um, on the la di da bits, um, which is actually pretty nice. And uh, after they finish, I mean, is there anything else about the actual performance? I mean, other people in the bar notice, but like, there's nothing. I mean, I, I wouldn't say there's anything too. It, I mean, yeah. it, it just sounds sort of like two drunken uh, blowhards singing piano, singing. man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, at a bar. So, uh, yep. but then Will, after they, after they finish singing, Will encourages Brian Ryan to try out with the local production of Les Mis with him. So the yes. two of them are going to try uh, out. The local community theater. Yes. Coming up next, it's another tardy sing, yes. uh, scene. They are discussing uh, spinal cord injuries uh, in front of a bus. Yeah, it's, it's like next to the buses for some reason. Um, but uh, yeah, Tina has a bunch of printouts that she has brought for Artie. Yes. They, they apologize uh, to each about... other for last time. Yeah. And then, yes. yeah. And then Tina shows her all the research because Artie is admitting that uh, the hopelessness of his situation, he says, I'm never going to dance. That's just not going to happen. I need to come to terms with it. And then Tina's like, look at all this research I found about spinal cord injury stuff. Um, and then she tells him to keep dreaming and they kiss. There's a fun, like, um, I don't know the, when when they kiss. There's an interesting uh, lighting effect where there's kind of a big sun burst. Oh, I didn't over notice their faces. That. Yeah. Did you did you not notice that? No. It is sort of uh, it's uh, was an interesting choice. At least it's a little bit more visually interesting than yeah. just two people kissing, uh, which I guess we'd have to uh, chalk up to maybe Joss Whedon. Yeah. Um. Probably. I don't know. I mean, I, I imagine he knows how to make. Like, here's the thing. He might he does, be a bad person, t- but he does know how to make TV. He, so He knows how to make TV, and he knows how to make film. Yeah. It's kind of his job or yeah. whatever. So um, there was just an interesting note on that one where I, I was curious. Tina has a line where she says, like, what about, you know, like, what about a year from now? What about five years from now? And yeah. I don't know. That just kind of spoke to me. I was like, what about five years from now? <laughs> you know? <laughs> Well, you're about to turn 25 tomorrow, so you will be 35. Jesus, years from now. no, that's not good. That's that's not a good thing. Um, but anyway, I'm yeah. So sorry. Did it, you not want to hear that? No, not really. Um, but Tina, Tina does the the interesting. The main thing we need to know about the research that Tina is seeing, though, is a lot of it is animal trials. A lot of it is like yeah. one-off studies. It's not anything close. Like, and we're gonna get to it, but it's not anything close to like medical research. So no, it really isn't. And um. I mean, I guess it kind of makes sense. Yeah. For Tina does seem sort of like a wide-eyed dreamer. Yeah. Uh, not really too yeah. cemented uh, well, in reality, which is, you know. Yeah, and true. imagine imagine being a teenager in high school and yeah. you're talking to someone who has a big medical problem. Like, 
and you want to help them, your first response is probably going to be to Google that medical problem. That's true. And like cure or research or something like that. And the only thing that's going to come up if you do spinal cord injury research or spinal cord injury cure is going to be animal trials. So that's true. Yeah. Anyway, um, the next scene, uh, it's back in uh, Polly Pocket's sex dungeon. Um, yes, St. Barry is looking through um, Rachel the detritus yes, from Rachel's the bo- life. Boxes of shit is what I wrote down. <laughs> so. um, we, Rachel pulls out her baby teeth at one point. Yeah, it's, it's gross. Uh, and there's a picture of Rachel, um, a son- of like a or, sonogram yeah. of Rachel. And Jesse's like, oh, you look like you're in fifth position. I, I, and yeah. Rachel says, oh, well, my dad's used to play Vivaldi into my mom's belly. I, I thought that was a really good moment. Mostly because they're... It's we, cute. We know they both do ballet, and that's a ballet joke. So it's oh, like a good, like... Yeah. Like, it's... <laughs> They're so perfect for each other. It's upsetting. Well, honestly, yeah, especially with some of the shit that happens later in this in this episode. I'm like, what the fuck, man? Yeah, I was going to say, like, so immediately kind of coming off of that high, um, we see that Jesse secretly plants a tape into the boxes. And I guess he pulls it. He pulls it out of his uh, his shirt pocket. Yep. And stashes it in the in the things and then immediately pulls it out being like, oh, look what I found. And it has a thing where it's, like, from mother to daughter. Like, it's a very obvious, yes. like... Uh, and but... Rachel gets very nervous when she sees it. Uh, yes. She is. She doesn't want to listen to it yet, even though Jesse sort of, like, tries to insist. And she's like, listen, I'm not ready to listen to this. Yeah. You need to leave. And yep. then he goes. Well, she has a nice line where she she's, wor- she's worried about the person, her mother, um, on the tape being oh, a singer. Yes. And she this says, line is amazing. What, if, what if she's bad? Worse, what if she's better what than if she's me? she's better than me? <laughs> Which... Ugh, Rachel! I love Rachel so much! <laughs> it's very good. Um, uh, also, yeah. St. Barry is endgame. So it's so upsetting that like yeah. they don't end up together. Because well, they're so fucking perfect for each other. Okay, so here's the thing. Maybe they we, do. We just, got Maybe, a, we just got a little seed of some problem in that we saw Jesse mm-hmm. planting this tape secretly. Planting this thing. It's true. So we'll see. We'll see where we go in the future here, but we can talk well, about it a little later in the episode. So neither of us oh. have finished the show. Yeah. Um. So maybe Rachel and Jesse do end up together. We don't know. I mean, it could happen. Maybe Finn does well, die. So and Jesse goes to UCLA, and then yeah. I think goes to New York, where Rachel is. So okay. Well, I guess we're gonna find out. This is all, but this is all obviously extreme speculation <laughs> yes. because neither yeah. of us watched past season four. Right. Uh, so then, yeah, the next, next is the Les Mis audition. Yes. So the auditions are happening. Um, Will and Brian Rand are preparing. They're both auditioning. They find out for Jean Valjean, the lead character. Because what else would you be auditioning for? I guess the, I know, right? The the, the man. The I would imagine you might be able to get away with playing the um, what's his name? Oh fuck. The guy that's a, the kid, essentially, that's in love with uh, Cassette. Oh, yeah, 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 yes. I, well, there's, there's like, the two young French revolutionaries. Yeah, exactly. I figure you could maybe get away with playing one of the two of them, Um, but... They're... What about the cop man? There's oh, Jean yeah, yeah. Valjean, and yeah, then there's Russell the Crow? other one. Russell yeah, Crowe. there's Russell Crowe. Yes. Why doesn't one of them play Russell Crowe? I don't know. It seems like it'd be perfect, right? I don't know. Right? Um. Anyway... But, uh, yeah. So, well, they they discuss the fact they're both auditioning for Jean Valjean, and this pushes them into egging each other on into singing Aerosmith's "Dream On" as their audition song. Yes, which well, makes uh, so much Will, sense. Will says that's Will says that's the one that he's singing, and then Brian Ryan takes it, 
And then the man who, the director, um, is like, listen, I own a dry cleaners and uh, I can only be away for 30 minutes. You will be singing this audition as a duet. Yes. Um, so they they so, end up doing that. But again, it seems very random. Why wouldn't you sing I don't know. one of the songs from Les Mis? <laughs> no, I don't know. Because I think um, I think that's the first thing that Will says. He's like, oh, oh, I'm singing this one song from Les Mis. Yeah. And then Brian Ryan is like, oh, well, that's the song I'm doing as well. And then Will is like, well, you know, I changed my mind because I, I originally thought I would do that. But now... I've decided that I'm going to do Aerosmith's Stream On. And right. then Brian Ryan is like, oh, how strange. I'm also doing that. Yes. <laughs> um, but so then they sing the duet together. Um, it's filmed in a very, like, battle-like way. Um, where yeah. It's, yeah. They, have a, they have a song battle. It's um, fun. By the end of there's it. There's some jumping yeah. around. There's, like, a French barricade yes. set. Yes. And they jump around on it. It's... It's fine. Yeah, and um, by the end of the song, there's a lot of flashing lights and things like that from the uh, set. And then, um, so I, I made a note, Will also, again, has another low V-neck, which is yeah. off-putting. Oh, he's also wearing a vest. Yes. So. Um, and they're both fine singers, nothing outstanding. Um, Will is a lot more showboaty than Neil Patrick Harris, which is interesting. Well, but, um, I don't know if that's really the case. Well, um, I think is, it's that we just yeah. you just despise Will more. Well, okay, Will <laughs> is the one who's running around like air guitaring and he like, does jump, do some air guitaring, like, which is horrible. Which Neil Patrick Harris, the main thing that Neil Patrick Harris does is jump, like he up does a, and he does down. a lot of jumping. Yeah, so I don't know. I I just felt I I came away saying like. I was surprised that Neil Patrick Harris wasn't more showboaty than uh Well, they Will was. do end up back to back on their knees. Yes. Wailing into yes. the mics. Yeah, and so Yeah, it's true. The the last note it's is It's more of a degree of yeah. showboatery, not yeah, that's really. True. They're both one showboats being show, for sure. a showboat and the other not. Yes. But Will's more of a showboat. But they yeah, the last note is great cuz they they have some real pretty faces um because they're both singing they're, very both high. Their tongues are like completely out. Yes. Um yeah. And the, the camera work is fun here. There's a lot of like, sort of sweeping tracking shots. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. yeah, you know, no, totally. I yeah, I agree. I think it's good. Um, again, the main thing for me coming away from this song is that neither of them is like amazing. Like they're both well, good. They're also they're also not really. Neither of them are rock singers. Right. Exactly. So you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like like if Finn was singing this song, I think it would sound more true to the vibe. Yeah, but it would be Finn, so I would hate of, it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Maybe so, if. Hmm, anyway, maybe if Artie was singing it. Yeah. Anyway, uh, let's move on to the next scene. It's fine. Um, the next scene. Next scene. Mall shoes. More tardy. Yeah. So Artie buys tap shoes with Tina. Um, and this is where we start yes, to get some of the, like really depressing stuff with this storyline because <laughs> Artie is like, yeah, like you know, I might not need them right now, but I might need them soon. And you're like, oh no, oh, no, man. no, no. No, stop, please. But yeah, so they buy. He buys tap shoes. Um, yes. Well, they're they're really having a mall date. It's very cute. Yes. Tina is like, oh, I'll go get some pretzels, but they're upstairs. Uh, so do you mind waiting here? And he's like, as long as you're buying. Yes. So she goes up. She's buying the pretzels. Uh, and we see Artie stop her. He's like, oh wait, before you go, I went to my doctor yesterday, and the treatments that you showed me are working. And he stands up. And music starts playing, and then there's a a, a flash mob yes. for the song yep. "Safety Dance." Yep, 
And um, did you notice Mike Chang is there? Matt Rutherford is yes. there. Brittany is yes. there. Like all of the Glee people, for some reason, apparently were just there. Um, it's all fully choreographed. It's a very like like you said, flash mob, very coordinated dancing. Um, but it's impressive. I thought so at least because like you know some athletic yeah. dancing there. Um, uh, and there's yeah. some fun like in- there's some interesting shots that look like they're from camera phones. Or yeah, something. except okay, I I was telling somebody about this. What camera phone do you know of that would wa- would film in like a washed out, like bright filter format? Sam, it was 2010. <laughs> right. Okay. Fair enough. It was 2010. So take that. Uh, but uh, yeah, so it cuts the, between that a little bit, um, which is nice. And then, uh, so yeah. Artie, who is played by Kevin McHale, yeah. Um, this is really a sign, like. It's kind of a bummer that he doesn't get to dance more. Right. Because he's a good dancer. Yeah. He's a much better dancer than Finn. He's a much better dancer than, well, uh, like, a lot of people. He's a much better dancer than Finn, and he's also a much better singer than Finn. That's true. So, like, why on earth is he the one in the wheelchair and Finn isn't? <laughs> I don't know. It's because life isn't know. fair, probably. But, like, yeah. Um, but so they, they do the whole dance. Um, they do the whole song. It's very good. Um, and then we find and then out it was all the, a dream. the prestige. Yeah. It was a dream sequence. Yes. So it's in theme because it's a dream. Um, yes. But it was on. Oh fuck! I just noticed that. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Yes. Um, but so uh, it was a. It was on his head. There's a really good shot though of him sitting yeah. in the place where he was originally waiting for Tina. That has just the right length of like pause um, before yeah. Tina returns. It's very. It's it's like. A little heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. But it's yeah. it's really well done. So, And there's a... I mean, you were wondering why why all the Glee Club people were there. It's because it was a dream. Right, exactly. Uh, yeah, I know. Um, coming up next. Yes. It's... Well, I do want to say one more thing about yeah. this safety dance moment. There's a part uh, at the end that's really cool where Artie is basically using, like, people as a mech. Oh, yeah. Where they're all holding his legs. And, like, he's, like, yeah. walking forward. And they're all, like moving his legs it, it does look really cool it's a very good it's, scene it's pretty cool yeah uh which okay this is not the only mall like mall flash mob number that happens in glee well there is another maggie remember because 2010 I was half- 2010 was a big time for flash mobs like it's people true were doing flash 2010 mobs was like a flash mob era you you couldn't walk in a public place without being involved in a flash mob in un- inadvertently so <laughs> Yeah. That same is true now. They're just less happy. They're sadder mobs. <laughs> yeah. They're less flash mobs and more protests. That's right. Uh, th- and uh, like I said, there this is not the only mall flash mob scene for sure. Because I kept having like flashbacks to a different <laughs> one. Like I kept being like, ah! But it was the wrong one. Like there's, there's another. Okay. Uh, well, I'm excited so- for that. Prepare yourself. Okay. So, yeah. So, our next scene, um, gasp. It's in Sue's office. Yes. Sue, we, this is the first time we've seen her this episode. Yep. And it's her and Brian Ryan and another prestige. They have been colluding yes. this entire time. Uh, and Brian Ryan is telling Sue that he's going to cut the Cheerios budget. He's yes. done some research. He's uh, learned that the arts uh, need money because they can help kids be smart. And Sue is like, listen, bitch. Uh, teens are obese sports teach uh teamwork teamwork and, and, and increase and, yeah. and increase um uh attendance rates yeah and 
then they get very close. Their yes. faces get very close to each other. And um, there's a mention of some parachuting Cheerios. <laughs> yes. Um, and, yeah, and then it's implied that they have anger sex. Um, yes, in Sue's Letterman-esque sex dungeon. Yes, but uh, also Brian Ryan is still cutting her budget. Um, yes. Yeah, so the main things here, uh, it's an interesting scene where Brian Ryan throws some of, some art supporting stats at Sue, and then she throws some athletic supporting stats right back at him. Um, yeah. Definitely very glee in nature, where glee is kind of like, hey, look at this thing that we found out because we Googled on the internet earlier. Like... <laughs> yeah Um, yeah which i mean honestly the takeaway for me from this whole like i don't know what lesson they're trying to teach us but it's like hey guess what school sucks and the only good things about it are the like like stuff you do outside of class the the parts that aren't school yeah (laughs) but um, sam so tell me yeah what do you think their chemistry was like in this scene because in that one review uh, their chemistry was described as, you know, hot and heavy or whatever. How are you feeling about it? Um, I mean, I think they're both very, they, they both have large personalities as people mm-hmm. and as characters. So yeah. I feel like there's like kind of like a natural, like aggression that comes from yeah. that between the two of them. Um, I don't know. I wasn't really, Yeah. I, I didn't really, I wasn't. I was a little surprised when it turned into sex, but then I wasn't as surprised, I guess. Yeah. When it's like, they're See, like, I think yeah. the, I think the lighting was just good. Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, the lighting <laughs> was really good. So, um, kind of, kind of a, like a low orangey sort of, yeah. Like a fight, sexy lighting, sexy, but fighting light kind of. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, I wouldn't say their chemistry was like palpable, but I'd no, say that, like, not. once they say, oh, we're having sex, I'm like, oh, that I guess that makes sense. <laughs> sure. Okay. <laughs> Coming up next, Jesse, a wet, well, a wet Jesse. Yes. I have a note. Oh, okay. Uh, Jesse is wet. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. He, yes. <laughs> he, uh, he gets in a he rainy gets into car. A car. Yeah. Which, hey, this is not the first time we've seen it. We've no. seen Emma wet in a car. We've seen Quinn yes. get into a car while she's wet. And yes. now Jesse St. James. Some strange uh, parallelism between well, Glee. I wonder if that's purposeful. Yeah, I think... I wonder if... Do you think Brad Falchuk has written all of those scenes? <laughs> he might have. Um, the Emma one is kind of an outlier, I think. But, like, the Quinn and Terry scene is yeah. very it, it, similar. It mimics this one a lot. To huh? this one. Yeah, which I think it's because it's two people in a car discussing... discussing parental yes. uh, things. Yeah. It, you know, it is sort of interesting. Um, I wonder if maybe uh, maybe Brad Felchuk just has like a weird wet car fetish. <laughs> I mean, maybe he thinks the only way to make a really dramatic scene is to do it when it's in a car when it's raining. Yeah. Like, I mean, it anyway, does definitely other... increase the drama. It does. The other person in this car, the dramatic reveal, another prestigious reveal it's shelby yes shelby, shelby corcoran, corcoran also known as idina menzel idina menzel adele dezim yes uh she is uh the coach of vocal adrenaline yes we've already seen her before fun facts um well we're about to learn it in this scene she is rachel berry's mom well and, at uh, least that's what's implied we don't we don't really know have... she says it yeah she absolutely says it she does she say describes- it she she talks about the reasons why she did what she did to Jesse. Yeah. Well, she she describes it. I just I I just don't know if I can trust her cuz she's just shown herself to be like a very shady person. 
Because, okay, here's the thing. All she did was make out with Will. No, what no, are you talking no, no. about? Jesse, her student. Yeah. Yeah. She she told Jesse to befriend yes. Rachel in order to plant this tape. Well, so, Jesse said, this is a funny bit. Jesse's like, when you told me to seduce Rachel, and Shelby is like, I, I told you to befriend her. Yes. <laughs> that was the word I used. Well, so here's the thing, though. We find out that Jesse has been a plant this whole time. And yes, that he doesn't. He has been. He he doesn't like Rachel, or at least he didn't when he started. He he thought it would be a good acting exercise. Acting exercise. Like, damn. That yeah. is, I mean, that is something Rachel Berry would say, for sure. Yeah. And maybe that's, this is just, like, Jesse playing it close to the chest. But, because he seems to genuinely like Rachel. Maybe yeah. he's just an amazing actor. Who knows? Well, so he, he says that he now kind of likes her. Um, he's Yeah, he doesn't like want to see her get hurt. Yes. That's what he says. Um, and so... Uh, Shelby tells us that she is Rachel's mom, like you said. Yep. Um, she signed a contract with Rachel's dad that she couldn't contact Rachel until Rachel turns 18. So Rachel has to come to her in order for this yeah. to happen. Um, and which makes me beg the question, did she just make Jesse do something illegal? Because technically that she's tape... Because bro- breaking a contract? Yeah. Because yeah. she's breaking the contract know, by man. having him plant the tape. Anyway... Um, so she gets into the details about her situation when she yeah, agreed she, to have she Rachel. She explains her choice to be a surrogate yes. by explaining how it was um, like enough money for her to live in New York for a few years. Yeah. And all this kind of stuff and how she didn't get to see Rachel at all after giving birth and how it's really messed her up. Whatever. Uh, I do want to make a point, like mention here that Idina Menzel, there was like a fan... Um, there was like a like a fan push for Idina Menzel to be cast as Rachel's mom. Oh, really? Because of their like, yeah, of their similar appearances. I was gonna say at least yeah. that that's what it says on the Wikipedia page. Interesting, because so. that's that's yeah. interesting. Because um, later in this episode, like, and I'll talk about it at that point. But there is they are very similar in appearance, at least if you oh do damn it right. no yeah. is Idina Menzel Leah Michelle's mom for real? Maybe. <laughs> so anyway, um, the one thing I want to say about the scene. It seems weird to discuss the details of your surrogacy well, with your high school student. Well, I, it, they're clearly very close. Um, yeah. There is that moment where Jesse is making out with Rachel where he like winks. or like, Right. No, he looks that, at her. Like, he acknowledges her. Yeah. But, like, so they're clearly quite close. Um, I guess. But <laughs> I'm like, not saying it's appropriate. <laughs> this is super weird. This whole thing is just like, I mean... Oh God! It's it's just so weird. It's just well, not. Well, we already acceptable. know that Shelby is lonely That's and a little desperate. True. She made out with Will Schuster. That so. is also true. So okay, so um, uh, we'll we'll wrap back to some of these later. Remember the big takeaway, I guess, from this one for me was that Jesse doesn't actually like Rachel. This has been a sting operation, really. Um, to That's such a fucking bummer, man. Yeah, yeah, it really is such um, a bummer. Yeah. So, because they're so perfect for each other. <laughs> Fuck. Well, maybe Jesse was they're, just doing the things that he knew Rachel would want in a man. I know, that's why. That's why he seems so perfect for her. Maybe. Yeah. There is because there is a moment back in that um ballet scene where Rachel's like, "Oh, I thought you'd never come back," and Jesse says, "Oh, and miss all your drama, never." And yeah. It's like, ah, exactly. These two. Just, I love them. Just the right words to say. Um, but so the next scene, um, Emma the Downer. So Artie is in Emma's office. Uh, she is the counselor, you'll remember. Um, he wants yes. to schedule weekly meetings to help him adapt to his new walking lifestyle once his treatments start to take effect. Um, and I don't really want to get into this scene because 
it is a very it's very much a bummer yes um so let's... basically emma's like listen dude i've read your file you're not gonna walk yeah you're, it's just not gonna happen yeah and i i don't want to like hurt your feelings but i think this is the best way to spare you yeah. of being hurt is to tell you straight up you're not gonna walk yeah and well she's she says she she does kind of back down a little bit after the first chance and says like hey like you know, like this research is promising, but the potential for you to walk, it's going to be a very long time before that ever happens. Like, and it's yeah. not, it's not that it's impossible. It could happen, but it's going to be a very long time. Um, and then yep. Artie gets very disheartened and Emma's like, maybe we should meet every week, you know? Um, yeah. And then he leaves without the the research. Um, very upset. You can tell. Um Emma, I, I just had a note. Emma looks really adorable in this scene. She has oh, like, she does. She always does. Her hair is like on point. Um, it like frames her face of, in just I'm, the perfect way. It's definitely way. not pointy. It's very rounded. Yes, it, it's uh. <laughs> well, sorry. I, I I thought on point meant to be. <laughs> no, like, it it does. Okay, <laughs> I was making fun of you. But I'm like, sorry. It, it's very like Jennifer Aniston parentheses, but a little longer, so mm-hmm. it goes all the way down mm-hmm. to her shoulders. I liked it. Um. It's it's sort of a sort of a more volumized Rachel. Yeah. You're right. Um, Coming up next, yeah. it's Brian Ryan talking to the New Directions again. We're in the choir room. Yes. And he is presenting them with fruits from his um, Cheerios slashing spree. Yeah. Yeah, from the Cheerios slashing. Uh, it's some tearaway dancewear, uh, sheet music, and the best thing that maybe this maybe like the best piece of costuming on this show quite some time it's some custom new directions jean jackets yeah. and you gotta know when i first watched this episode i did google where can i get one of these fucking <laughs> jean jackets well okay I, oh my god they're so good well, to contrast that when i first watched this i took a snapchat and sent it to maggie and said what the fuck because i i i, I circled rachel's face and i was like this is me <laughs> because she's not excited you? she's You're, not excited about yeah, jean jackets rachel rachel's not interested in the jean jackets kurt is though kurt, kurt is. like kurt runs down from the back of the room where he's all he always sits in the back because he's too cool to sit in the front you know yeah um and he's uh he he runs down to grab the jacket out of neil patrick harris's hands yes um Do you think so that he can immediately put it on maybe carol rubbed off on him a little bit with her with her denim on denim styling. Um, okay, denim is on trend. I'm telling I'm, you. I'm sure it is. I'm just saying in 2010, it was not on trend. Kurt's an innovator. Okay. Um, but anyway, so yeah, so so the reactions are pretty gen- <laughs> Like The pre- reactions are pretty good. People are excited about new stuff. Um, and then yes. Sue comes and in. Sue yes. enters the scene. Yes. She reveals that Will got the lead in Les Mis over Brian Ryan. So Will yes. Will is Jean Valjean and Brian Ryan isn't is apparently a villager or something. He has a single line. Yeah. Um, because who, who the fuck is playing Russell Crowe? Yeah. I, I don't, don't know. I don't know. Um, but so Brian Ryan immediately turns around, turns face um, and says, he's going to cut the glee club, takes all the clothes back. Um, and uh, that's where this scene ends. Yeah. Which a sad end for those jean jackets. If only yeah. they could, like okay, well he envision all twelve of them wearing those jean jackets with the backs facing towards the audience, and it says New Directions on all of their backs, Ugh. and then they turn around. No, look, that'd be so fucking cool. 
Um, the fun part is Brian Ryan does uh. snatch the jean jacket back out of Kurt's hands, which is a good scene. Um, but it's yeah, so sad. Um, so the next scene um, is a confrontation. Uh, Brian Ryan is rehearsing his single line. It's in the community auditorium, the place before we had the where we yes. had the auditions. Um, and Will Will comes up to talk to him. Yes, he uh, talks to him about like dreams and shit. And uh, here's here's the other big plot hole. For this episode that I am okay. upset yes. about. Yeah. Can, do you know what it is, Sam? No. Enlighten me. Will pulls out a yearbook. Will pulls out per, perhaps the thunderclap because that is the only yearbook at McKinley. Sure. And you want to know what's in what's in that fucking yearbook? A Glee Club picture that features all 12 of them. What the fuck? Well, they, they got one at the end of it, Maggie. No. Yeah. No, Rachel was the only one in the fucking photo. No, no, they took one with all of them. Don't you remember? Because Will wasn't in it. Will specifically wasn't in the picture because he wasn't in the Glee Club anymore because he accepted the mattress payment. Oh, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) I've made a fool of myself. (laughs) No, but yeah, uh, that that does happen. Like they do. Sam, I am turning into a black hole. (laughs) Well, okay, let's talk about that because, um, well, before before we get to that, there is a line where uh, Brian Ryan says that uh, he grows weary of Will's insults and they make him want to punch Will in the face, which, oof, God, I'm right Same. there with you. Right there with yeah. you. Um, but so Will makes... They do look pretty cute in this yearbook pic, by the way. Yeah. Um, but Will yeah. makes... Okay, Will makes this comparison. And let me just walk through yeah. it real quick. He says the Glee, kid, the, the Glee kids are not stars, but that they will turn into black holes if they die or something. <laughs> um, He says they're not all stars, but they act like it. Oh, okay. So then, yeah. Uh, and that when a star dies, it turns into a black hole. I think because he's implying that... No, he's saying that Brian, Brian Ryan, Ryan is a black, is a black hole. hole. Yes. Um, and then he's like, listen, if you kill the Glee Club, you're making 13 more black holes. Yes. Which, but uh, he said they weren't stars, so I don't understand how they could be black holes. If it's a it's a confused metaphor, it's fine. It makes sense when you watch it. It's not that weird. I just I I, I like my notes because I I said that I, I wrote the thing that I said before, and then I put oh wait maybe Brian Ryan is the black hole question mark. <laughs> the thing is, is that like I feel like it felt a lot more logical <laughs> while watching it. In retrospect, it is kind of buck wild. It's sort of bonkers, this uh, train of logic that Will tries to bring us on. Yes. Um, but so, anywho, yeah. Uh, he's like, yeah. take my part. I want you to be Jean Valjean. Uh, and talks about how he can give, he like, you know, doesn't need it. And Brian Ryan does or something. And yeah. Brian Ryan is like, is like, so if the what's going to happen here is if I take your part, um, I leave the Glee Club alone, and Will is like, "Yeah." And Brian's Brian Ryan says, "Deal, great." Yes. And then uh, starts accosting the director. Yeah. So, well, yeah, it, it's he gives him the part to help him learn how the arts help the soul or something like that. Um, but mostly, it's to bribe him to not cut Glee Club, at least from Brian Ryan's works. perspective. And it so does work. That's yeah. great. Yeah. So uh, next, yeah. it's Saint Barry back in uh, Rachel's room. Yep. They're going to listen to the tape because yeah. Jesse has put it in the thing and is and Rachel's like, hey, I'm not ready. And and Jesse's like, we're listening to it. And uh, then he kisses her because that yeah. makes it okay. 
because that that's he, his move. That he intruded on her space. To shut Rachel up, I guess. That he intruded on her space and forced her to do something she didn't want to do. Kissing her makes it all okay. Um, but so then, yay! On the tape, uh, we hear Shelby Corcoran singing "I Dreamed a Dream" um, from Les Mis. Uh, it cuts to Shelby and Rachel singing in the auditorium together. Yes, it's a, it's it's sort of a non-diegetic moment where yes. they're both wearing these black gowns yes. and their hair is um, oh. you know quaffed. Yeah, it's laid. well, and the best they part, look great. Yeah, the best part is that their hair is styled the exact same way, so it really and highlights the whole like oh that's the, the similarity mom and the daughter. of the daughter. Yeah, no, it look yeah, Rachel could absolutely be. Idina Menzel's daughter. Yeah. No, think, no. Well, Leah Michelle. Right? Leah Michelle. Leah Michelle. Could absolutely be. Yes. Idina uh, Menzel's with, daughter. And her dad would either be Jeff Goldblum or some other guy. <laughs> well, Jeff <laughs> Jeff Goldblum does overshadow. I I totally forgot. Like for I like every now and then I forget that Jeff Goldblum is on Glee, and then <laughs> yes. I remember, and I just I light up. I'm so happy. Well, I just love the fact that he wasn't one of the people in the pictures we saw at the very beginning because they had no idea mm-hmm. that they'd be able to get Jeff Goldblum to do it. That's right. Um, but like it, I uh. okay, TBH. Jeff Goldblum is one of those guys where I'm so nervous that like something horrible is going to come out about him. Oh, I mean, I'm, yeah. you know, with yeah, with I'm sure. sort of like. The, the way that Hollywood is now. Right. Uh, welcome to 2017, everybody. White men can't be trusted. No. Well, um, and it turns out I, maybe what, maybe other ugh. people too. So, you know. Ugh. <sighs> anyway, um, so uh, the last cut of the song, it shows Shelby crying in her raining car. Or her in her car and in the rain. Rachel and, crying in her bedroom. Yep. They're, they've both been singing to the tape, it yes. seems. Well, or seems Shelby like Rachel... is just singing by herself, I guess. Rachel or maybe singing she had to the a tape. copy of the tape. Who knows? <laughs> Wait, cars can play cassette tapes? Um, yeah. Mm, that doesn't Sam, sound the right. Sam, the car that we both drove in high school had a, <laughs> I had a tape player. I, mean, yeah, I was making a joke about the fact that this was in 2010. Back when people played cassette tapes in their cars, or anywhere, (laughs) for that matter. No. Yeah, tapes weren't even a thing then. It is sort of weird that it's a tape. Well, I mean, it makes sense if it's, like, from the 90s that, like, it would be a tape. Do you think think it would be more weird if it was, like, a a CD? CD? Yes, it'd be much weirder. (laughs) Also, Jesse wouldn't be able to fit that in his shirt pocket, so... Yeah. Anyway, so uh, the next scene that, that was funny. It Whatever. was good. It was good. Sorry, I got distracted. Um, I wish they'd end. I wish they'd ended the episode here. Yeah, honestly. I do too. I feel like I dreamed a dream is such a more poignant ending than the one that we end up getting. Yeah. the The one that we end up getting is just like a bummer. Yeah. Well. Okay. So well. Well. Let's talk about it. So the next scene, it's hallway tardy. Um, do you think they could have swapped these two scenes and the show could have worked? still i don't know because i feel like i feel like this scene is more like because honestly i feel like Artie's storyline is more prominent in this episode i feel like this episode is sure. actually like it's mostly about Artie and it's, tina it's more about Artie. yeah sure and so and, uh, th- this like so it feels it more up. conclusive yeah to end the show this way yeah. maybe well because sure. because that's the thing is with with rachel's thing it's her and her mom like she's learning more about her mom, but it's not the end of that storyline. Like it's no, essentially it like, like it's like, oh, we're gonna definitely see this again. But Artie's stuff, like, who knows? Because he barely is on the show. Do you think there was a commercial break after our I Dreamed a Dream? Definitely. Yeah. There had. Oh, to have for been. sure. Yeah. 
No, there definitely was. Um, so the last yeah. the last sequence is tardy. Yes. Again, we're going to close up this storyline like we've been saying. Um, they're going to... They they have decided to not dance together, mostly yes. because Artie is like, listen, I don't want to... I don't want to do the dancing with you. I have come to terms that I'm never going to dance, that I'm never going to walk, and I want to pursue dreams that I can actually achieve. Yes. And, and Tina said, Tina gets them to still sing, though, because apparently that's what they're going to do yeah. for this performance. So, um, And um, Artie does assure her. He's like, listen, I'm okay. Like, yeah. I just need to come to terms with this part of my life. Yep. And so uh, the next next we move into the Glee Club room. Will announces that Brian Ryan won't be cutting Glee. Um, he's holding a football well, while he yeah, does it. Yeah, he's holding a football, and it gets, like, really, like, <sighs> weird dad-ish. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they're not dumb. You all the, have been reprieved. Yeah, the, and he, he, yeah. Um, he mentions this one thing that I think we should point out. He's like, people are like, oh, did you have to give up your part? And Will's like, yeah. I decided that it was uh, it was all right for me to give up my dream for y'all's dreams. That seemed like a good choice. And it's like, wait a second, well, it was a it was a part in like community theater theater in Lima, Ohio. Yeah. How that's not your dream. Well, okay. Uh, see, that's the thing is, um, I, I did write. So the kids aren't dumb. They realize that he gave up his role for them. Um, but like, yeah, I guess Will's dream was to be a subpar theater actor um and not a teacher I mean, I don't, that makes sense I don't he's not a very good teacher i don't think it would be sub he would be subpar oh, i, I don't think would be pretty good sorry i don't mean him being subpar i mean theater the, the theater being subpar oh well that's rude too i'm just, it's low scale you know it's their director is he owns, a dry cleaner's like, owner yeah he's he owns a dry cleaner and he has a day job and yeah. It's community theater. It's just it's yeah. not the big time. Well, yeah. They play it off like it's sort of like will like well, you know. <laughs> okay, but see that's the thing is we've had in the past we had like the shitty Acafellas storyline or whatever yep. and like where will gave I'm, up his dream for the Glee Club then too. I'm I I'm over that cuz that's the thing like <laughs> here's the thing. Will in my opinion again, this is because this show is called Glee. It's about the Glee Club. Yep. Will should be the teacher. And he's not a good teacher. And shut the fuck up. And he's not a good at anything. And he is like, oh, my dream is really to be like a big Broadway star. And I'm like, then go do that and stop try- pretending to be a teacher because you're not a good one. And they could have a real teacher instead. <sighs> yeah, they could. And yeah. they eventually do, I'm pretty sure. So anyway, so uh, we'll get there. Yeah. So then uh, the next next part, Tina goes, uh, Tina goes to do her um to her performance uh will announce that this could be a breakout that they could use at regionals which i'm like what yeah I, okay sure um and then she gets mike chang to dance with her um, yes uh and then we flash to the auditorium where yes. their dress is cultists again yep they except... have yeah it's light blue like button downs and black pants yep or except bottoms. tina's wearing a skirt yes um and uh Artie is singing in front of a seated the seated 11 yes. uh, behind him on stools he's singing dream a little dream of me yes uh and he rolls out of the way at one point when it gets to like the musical interlude and Tina and Mike dance they're tapping and they're very good yes and um yeah so they they do a tap dance um in front of everyone else yep. um everyone else kind of has a little bit background singing Artie continues to sing the lead um during uh, one of the parts near the very end, um, so Artie ends up right next to Quinn, um, and Quinn gives mm-hmm. him like a little like comforting shoulder rub. 
Because that's that's Quinn's go-to move these days, is to look at somebody who's suffering and attempt to comfort them I mean, and do an okay job. Yeah. I don't know. I like Quinn, so I'm okay with it. Um, I think it's because she's playing this uh, mothering role. Exactly. That's the only because thing they know how to write for. Because she's literally a mother. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> um, but so then uh, it, it the episode ends on Artie's face in profile. Um, yep. Like a real close-up um, with him looking real sad because it's a and, real bummer. Uh, Yes, uh, one half of the of the frame is taken taken up by Artie's profile, and the other half is uh, Mike Chang dipping Tina, uh, sort of out of focus. Yeah, you know, so that we have that juxtaposition between Artie's dream of wanting to be a dancer with his reality. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's kind that's... of a, you know, kind of stark relief there. Yeah, um, okay. But that's how the episode ends. So that's the ep. Let's let's move on to the business of the podcast. I'm dreaming of the end of this episode. <laughs> but it's a metaphor. And metaphors are important. Both stars are a metaphor for me being a star. Um so yeah, so uh let's go ahead and move into gold stars. Yes. So uh my gold star this was a really hard one, honestly. Um mostly because there's really not a great storyline and there's not a great person in any of the storylines from my opinion so i ended up and i also have this like marked out but like i don't have another option so i ended up going with tina um and honestly the reason i did it is because i feel like she is a very naive but good person in this episode because sure the whole thing she's trying to do is she's trying to comfort someone who's in pain and she's someone she cares about because she's dating him and like Honestly, it's one of those things where I think, like, the world needs people like Tina that can, yeah. you know, try to give people hope and try to help people. Um, because, and also be, you yeah. know, basically a filler queen on this show. Yeah. So, Fine. yeah, I mean, I, I picked her. It's mostly because I think, like, in general, like, you know, like I said, most well, there's not great me, options. Okay. I'm going to go through my options for Gold Star here. Okay. Because you, like you like to pick them. Um, when you're done with the episode. Yes. I like to pick them on the fly. Yeah, I know. As I'm sure is apparent. So here, here are my options, right? Brian Ryan. He's he's only in the one episode, and he's a really standout comedic and um, loud character. Right? Yes. Uh, yep. Artie. He has two great numbers. He sings Safety Dance, which is really fun. Yeah. Um, and uh, Dream a Little Dream of Me. Both very good. Yeah. Um, Rachel Barry, obviously. She's got some good moments in this uh, yep. in this episode. Sure. And um, sings a beautiful duet at the end. Yep. Or... I could give my star to Jesse St. James, who had a real turnaround in this episode, uh, and find out that he's basically <laughs> a villain, <laughs> I mean, which I think is sort of fun. That's fair. Yeah. So here's let me let me just run this. so my issues with those people. So um, mm-hmm. Brian Ryan, yeah, is fun, but I don't particularly like Neil Patrick Harris, and I know that that's like blasphemy for Ooh, some damn. reason. Like, dude, that is. That is like some a, people seem to really like him. Popular opinion, but I don't know. Like for some reason, he just rubs me the wrong way. And so, like, um, but I mean, like, I don't, I don't, like, I think he's in in general. I think what he's done is really impressive and stuff. Like, he's been like a really impressive 
you know, gay man in Hollywood. But like, yeah, I don't know. It just I so like I understand, but like the character of Brian Ryan is very. I don't know. It, it's the same problem with Sue is that like it's just a villain. Like it's very villainy. Like yeah, he's not a good person. Not really, too many more dimensions to him. And when, no, I mean with Sue, when there are dimensions to her, it is just bizarre and confusing right. <laughs> because she's such a comical villain. Well. So, like, to, to make a topical reference, he's kind of like Trump in the sense that, like, hmm. whatever whatever makes Brian Ryan happy is what Brian Ryan does. And, like, as long as well, you stay he, on his... Like, Sam, if, he, is, he is a white man. Yeah, so. that's true. But, like, as long as, you, as long as you appeal to him on some, like, like, emotional or financial level, he likes you. And the instant mm. that you stop doing that, he doesn't like you anymore. Which I'm like, okay, yeah. cool. Like, I don't know. He's self-centered and petty, but yes. that's part of the character. True. Um, but yeah, and then like, I mean, Artie. My issue with Artie was that like he was so, he was so willing to believe. Like he he just takes things too far. It, yeah, it does. See, it he it feels sort of out of character for yeah. this sort of grounded, exactly kid who who's had this. Um, he's had like this problem for a long time. Yeah. Like it's not like he recently was in his accident or whatever. He was, he's been, he w- it's like been almost a decade. I'm pretty sure in fiction. Yeah. So exactly. it does feel sort of strange that he is so, so willing, like, yeah, like so, so willing. willing to like change his entire perspective. Yeah. Um, and then the Rachel and Jesse stuff. I mean, Jesse, Sure, if you want to go for it because he reveals himself to be a villain, like, I think that's it's a good sort one. sort of, in- I mean, it's interesting. And the, yeah. those lines that he says to Rachel during the ballet scene, they, I was like, well, the first time I watched it, I was like, damn, that is what you say. Yeah, well, see, that's the thing is, I guess that, like, reveal kind of colors Jesse's everything. It does. From everything yeah. before, and, so. I mean, he's... He- from what I remember, there's going to be some gnarly stuff that happens yes. with Jesse St. James. Yes. So. Yes. I'm excited. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would, I would say Jesse St. James on those bases. Um, on those bases? Yeah. Just because it's very mm. good. You know, I think I'm actually going to go with Brian Ryan. Okay. Like Fair I enough. said before, I've done it because I've given my gold star to April Rhodes before. Yes. Partly because I, we know, I know we're not going to see Brian Ryan again. Yes. So I might as well give him the star. Yes. Uh, yeah. Fair enough. Okay. All right. Um, best number, since that took us like a good like five minutes. Uh, my best Whatever. number, I said, I dreamed a dream because, oh my That's God, good. so good. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. I will also be choosing that one because, <laughs> yes. uh, yeah, you can, how, how can you not like Adina Menzel and Leah Michelle just yeah. wailing their hearts out uh, yeah, um, together? I mean, the, the sad part about it is that in this episode, there's a lot of really good numbers. <laughs> That is it's just true. the best one out of those good numbers. Whereas, like, we've had episodes that have nothing that is good. So, yeah, very sad. But, like, yeah, because um, honestly, Dream On is Dream On good. is pretty good. Um, I uh, Dream a Little Dream of Me is very good. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just it's unfortunate that we have so many good songs packed into a single episode. But whatever, that one's well, the best one. So. Well, I think it's partly because of what, like what I said near the beginning of this up, it's, it's dream themed. Exactly. Yeah. So there's a lot of good songs about dreaming. Exactly. It's kind of in the wheelhouse. Yeah. 
Um, okay, so then my rating for the episode, I'm slushing it a half of five times. So I drank half my slushy because I was enjoying the episode so much, and then I threw yep. the other half at it. Uh, yeah, that was good. I'll I'll do the same. Actually, I'll also give it a half of a slushy, uh, but that's because I spilled half of it uh, when I was just 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 like um, what's the what's the word for just gesturing? Gesticulating. But not that gesticulating when i was gesticulating angrily about um Jesse. jesse's yeah. prestige <laughs> fair enough um i yeah. spilled half of my slushy and then i threw the rest of it at the at the episode yeah i think honestly overall this is a very good episode of glee i think the yeah. storylines are at least reasonable in a sense yeah. um and like it's also yeah. such a good sampling of what glee can be yeah exactly you know? Yeah, well, and that's part of it too. Is I, I I felt like in contrast to last week's episode, this episode had a lot more weight in the like emotional mm-hmm. connection it was trying to make with us. Where it's like already already going through this whole thing about like yeah, like and honestly, like I felt a lot more this week because Artie has been a character the whole yeah. time, and we've seen Artie. And, also, like, that yeah, we they didn't bring some, they didn't trot out yeah, like, exactly a disabled person being like here we here we have our disabled person of the week yeah exactly his name is sean you will never see him again right yeah so um but like yeah the emotional weight felt better um the emotional weight with rachel was there uh will's storyline was almost passable as something that i wanted to watch um (laughs) what a what a glowing thing to say (laughs) but yeah i mean it was a it was a decent episode um, yeah, I it, it's an all around good time to watch. I uh, watched it a full time, you know, to enjoy it. Yes, and then a second time to take notes, and I was like skipping through parts of it so that I could, you know, uh, take take more uh, take more notes and things like that. And it kind of bummed me out that I couldn't watch the whole thing over again because it's just a, it's a fun watch. It's yeah. a good watch. Yeah. Um. So uh, next week we will be going into. Episode 20, we're almost to the end of the first season. Um, it's called... OMG, y'all. It's, it's, it's the Gaga episode. Yes, it's called Theatricality, and it is the Lady Gaga episode. So, I am... All right, monsters, here we go. Claws I am, up. I am very excited about this. I'm not going to lie. Um, it's a very good episode from what I remember. I it, hope it lives oh, up. It's, 20 t- it's 2010. It is the height of Gaga. Yeah, well, I remember they had another gaga song later mm-hmm. because it was important to the plot of certain characters not being true yeah. to their sexualities but yeah no the real the best gaga is definitely from, 20, <laughs> from 2010 that's Except, right oh my god no but like her country stuff though that she did like two years ago it's pretty good it's pretty good stuff yeah I, i'm just i'm just saying this is like this is like meat dress like yeah that's true Pop star Gaga. Yeah, this is this is here we go. This is meat dress. Look how weird she is, Gaga. Whereas that's true. This past couple of years, we've had you know Super is, Bowl. Look at, the, look at this artist, Super Bowl artist icon, Lady Gaga. So that's true. Um. Anyway, yeah. So uh, in the meantime, if you want to talk to us about how we uh, did not give this episode enough shit, or we you know uh, have unpopular opinions about Neil Patrick Harris, you can contact us on Facebook at, if you just search Sam and Maggie hate Glee, or you go to H uh, facebook.com slash S and M hate Glee. If you want to feel sad about Jesse's turn with me, you can tweet us on Twitter. That's normal. People tweet. Yep. 
at Sam and Maggie Hate Glee. No, it's uh, did you s- at S and M Hate Glee. At S and M Hate Glee. Did you say our email? No, I did not. It's at S and M Hate Glee. Yep. It's at gmail.com. Yes, that's correct. Sorry. That's I'm, it? I'm getting confused now with the other one. So Yeah. Maybe maybe don't correct maybe you need a don't step, okay? Okay. Don't don't step to me. I'm I'm gonna edit out the part where I stepped on you on that, so that way you just sound <laughs> crazy. Um, so so I just sound I just sound um like angry all the time. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, so uh argumentative. Contact us there. Um like I said before, last week we had a shout out from someone who told us about how Rachel could be Jewish. Um that was through Snapchat. Yes. So like if you know us, feel free to reach out that way Snap too. Snap us, man. Um but uh yeah, and we will we'll be back next week. Um, I'm excited. I am too. Um, Gaga is life. <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, I've been Sam. And I've been Maggie. And we hate Glee. From the top. <laughs>